Hello everybody, glory to Jesus Christ. My name is Anthony Cook. I am back at you here with the Christ Our Hope show and we are so excited to have you join us for another week of reflection upon the most holy scriptures, reflection upon uh, this this great Sunday uh, that we have here in which we um, are able to gather in the Lord and to worship him, to glorify him. He who is Jesus Christ. So just a little uh, little side notes here. Uh, first off, if you have not liked and subscribed our, on our YouTube channel, Christ Our Hope Community, please do so. Uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you over there. Check out what we the videos that we've got, the videos that we've done, um, and uh, the, our past preachings. Uh, we've also started an inquiry session for those who might be looking for more information on the you. Ukrainian Greek Catholic faith, and um, basically we we reviewed basically the the concepts of you know holy work. Well, we did holy traditions. It's already out. So uh, if you haven't looked at that yet, go check that out. The holy traditions uh, um, talk is basically where we're gonna we basically talk about what holy tradition is, how it was formed, uh, what its usage is, why it's necessary, right, and how all that kind of plays out. So. Uh, so yeah, so go check check that out. Um, also, like and subscribe, uh, please like and subscribe on our YouTube page, Christ Our Hope Community, Christ Our Hope Community. Like and subscribe to us; um, would greatly appreciate it. If you like to take your your followership to to a different to another level, you can also join us on uh, ChristOurHope.locals.com. Uh, that is uh, the 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 website that we are. Um, Looking at trying to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, trying to push out new information on over there. So it'll be great. It'll be cool. Um, hope y'all enjoy it. Hope you look forward to it. Hope you listen. Hope you like something uh, that 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 we got there going on. So, anyways, um, yeah. So um, let's just get started with prayer, right? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Okay. The Gospel this week. Man, um... Got some good stuff in there, that's for sure. Got some great stuff in there, and uh, I'm I'm just looking forward to 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 this really, uh, just because I thoroughly enjoyed uh, reflecting upon these uh, scriptures this past week. Um, you know, I don't touch on them every day, but I try to I try to read the the gospel reading for uh, the Sunday a few times throughout the week, and then and then pray over it. And so, uh, this one was so, was so great because I think, I think that what we get out of this particular scripture verse, those of you who don't know, right, um, this, this is the, te- this is the parable of the wicked tenants. Um, and this particular, uh, passage is so thoroughly important 
and our understanding of Christ and understanding his mission and understanding the way that he is, is or really what he's ta- talking to us about, telling us about in regards to our own life and that which was to be done to him for us for the glory of God, right? For the glory of God. So let's just let's just jump right in it, right? So uh, I will go ahead and read the, uh, the 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 parable here. It says here another parable. There was a householder who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, and dug a vine a wine press in it, and built a tower and leased it to tenants, and went into another country. When the season of fruit drew near, his, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit, and the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, they did the same to them. Afterward, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir, come let us kill him and have his inheritance. And they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. When therefore the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their seasons." Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the very stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation producing the fruits of it. Okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and stop there. It stops at 43. I really like verse 44, actually. I mean, let me read verse 44. And he who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces... But when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. Okay, so let's let's review, okay? Because Jesus has got the gloves off and the fight is at hand, right? And he is here and he is ready to do battle. Okay, this is a great, great scripture verse today. So a few things, a few things. First off, we have a householder. He plants this vineyard, right? And let's pay attention to the things that he has in this vineyard. Okay, first off, he sets a hedge around it. Okay, he sets a hedge around it, which means there are boundaries of this vineyard, right? If you go, if you abide in it, right, then you live in it. But if you go out of it, you've gone out of the vineyard, right? So we can say that the boundaries here, the hedge that God has made in this vineyard, right, is the commandments, is that which Christ has set for us. The Sermon on the Mount, the teachings of the church, etc. We can say that. It says, he dug a wine press in it. He built a tower, right? He leased it. He leased it to tenants. Okay, leased. So let's pay attention to this. The I will say this, the tower and the press, there, there is some, some uh, typology there, but I don't want to get into that because I really want to focus on a few other things. Um, so I want to focus on the leased it to tenants. He leased it to tenants, okay? So let's pay attention to that. When it says that he leased it to tenants, it means that he did not give it to the tenants. It was not owned by the tenants, Right? Those tenants were caretakers of that vineyard. They did not have ownership over it, right? They did not have the right to change anything in it. They were maintaining it as it was, right? And it says he went into another country. Well, 
Let's pay attention to kind of what happens inside of this activity that happens with Christ, right? That happens in this activity that happens with Christ. Okay, so G- Jesus okay, came, he made a vineyard, but he didn't just make a vineyard. He didn't make a new vineyard. He took the vineyard away from the Israelites, from the Jews, from the Hebrews, and he gave it to the Christians, to Peter, James, John, and all the other, Andrew, and all the other disciples, right? Those were became the new lessees. So he leased the tenants and went to another country. Jesus went into another country. We could say Jesus went to, uh, ascended into heaven. It says, when the season of fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. And the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. These are the prophets, right? So in the beginning, Jesus, uh, God gave, or Jesus too, they were all their followers of the Holy Spirit. They gave Moses the Ten Commandments, right? And then from those Ten Commandments, uh, the, the law of Moses, right, came about. The law of Moses. So the law of Moses was given. That was the original hedge, right? And basically, the prophets came by and came through and said, Hey, listen, you repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, basically. You need to, you know, stop this, stop this, stop worshiping false gods, stop, um, you know, doing all sorts of things that were against the Ten Commandments, right? And so he sent these, and he, they, they killed all of them. They killed all the prophets, they did. They they killed off every single one of them. Okay, except for Elijah, he he was he he was uh, able to ascend into heaven on a chariot of fire. But besides that, they killed all the prophets, including on this uh, feast, right? John the forerunner, John the Baptist. So again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did the same to them. So we could say that those would be uh, that the first set was like the judges. Right? So Samson. And the second set were the great prophets, right? Um, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, these these big prophets, right? And afterward he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir, come, let us kill him, and have his inheritance. They took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. This is a prefigurement of Christ's own death, right? Because, because the, the fact is, is that Jesus did not die inside of the walls of Jerusalem. He didn't. Calvary, right? Golgotha, where he was crucified, actually took place outside the walls. It took place outside the walls. And so they cast them out. The Jews cast them out, right? But Jesus asks the people, he says, well, what will the vineyard, what would the owner of the vineyard do? They say he will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruit in their seasons. And guess what? That's exactly what he does. The Romans crucify Christ on Mount Calvary, on on, uh, Golgotha, excuse me, outside the city walls. 
and it would become the Gentiles who would become the heirs to this new kingdom. It would become the Gentiles who would be given the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, right? For Peter, James, and John, they went out, and all the apostles, they went out to the Jews, they went out to the Hebrews, and they had some success, right? But they went to the Gentiles, and the Gentiles, all the other nations, saw the power and majesty of Jesus Christ, and they bowed before Christ because they recognized him as God, because miracles were produced, and their gods, just as in 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 the Exodus, right? When the Almighty God slew the, the gods of the Egyptians, the running of the, the the running of the Nile red, right? The a symbol of the of the slaying of the god of the waters, of the god of the Nile, right? This great statement to God, uh, to, to, to the Egyptians that the Almighty Lord, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the, the triune God, the Father in heaven is greater than the God of the Nile, right? Or when, when God set the shadows upon the land, right? Purpose. God stated that he was greater than the God of Ra. Yes, our God showed that he was greater than all the gods. And when Jesus Christ came and proclaimed the gospel to all peoples, right? And that's what he says inside of Matthew chapter 28. Go therefore and proclaim to the nations, make disciples of all the nations in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? When he tells us to do that, what he is saying to us is very simple. He says, this is the inheritance. These are the inheritors of this new kingdom. And so God gives to the Gentiles, and St. Paul says to the Jew first and then the Gentile, but allows for the Gentiles to enter into his kingdom. His kingdom is no longer only bound to the Jewish people, to the Hebrew people, to the Israelites, but Christ himself is the new Israel. Christ himself is the king of Israel. Christ himself is the one who has received the crown of glory, and he himself has given the apostles crowns of glory, and they will be the ones who sit on the twelve judgment seats at the end of time, and they will judge all of the nations. And we hear this to say that Jesus in 40, verse 42 says this. He says, Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures from this is Psalm 117, the very stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. And thus it has been that Christ who was rejected by the builders, rejected by the Pharisees, the Sadducees, by the people of the temple, by the high priest Caiaphas himself, even though he revealed himself to be God, even though he re revealed himself to be the fulfillment of the Son of Man that Daniel in Daniel 7 laid out to be, even though he revealed his holy and divine mission before the Jewish people and before the high priest, they rejected him because they did not want to listen to God. They wanted the vineyard to be all hit their own. They wanted the control, the power. They did not want God. And they were committing the same sin that they committed inside of 1 Samuel when they went before 
before God and they said, we do not want you to be our king. We want you to proclaim one of us to be the king of this nation on the earth, just like the rest of the world. And God himself was was saddened by this. Because who is the king of Israel? God. God is the king of Israel, Adonai. But now, in this new age of Christ, Christ has received the kingship. The Son of God has received the kingship. And here Jesus reveals to him, to these people, that he is the cornerstone. And this is the reason why I like verse 44. Because in verse 44 it says, And he who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces, but when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. And so we see two things happening. Christ says either you can fall on the stone and be broken to pieces in repentance, and I will pick you up, and I will carry you. For he says, All come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest for your souls. Or, you have a second option. You will face the judgment at the end of the time. And that cornerstone will fall on you and you will be crushed to pieces. You'll be crushed by him. Which means that you will go to the place where there is gnawing and and thrashing of teeth. Yes, brothers and sisters, in the gospel today, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is calling us to come into the vineyard of the Lord. We are called to live the church's teachings to the fullness of its effect. We are called to live this great life of faith to the fullness of its effect. Because inside the vineyard, we are safe. Inside the vineyard, we are of the kingdom of God. Inside the vineyard, we are one with Christ. We are owners of the master. We are not owners of the master. We are one with the master. We are living in his house. We are his servants. And we are going out to bear the fruits of his, of his fruit, of his trees in the season. We are here calling all the nations to come to us because this is the kingdom of God. Yes, brothers and sisters, when we are in the vineyard, we are safe because Christ is our master. God the Father is our master. The Holy Spirit living within us is our master. But when we walk outside of that hedge, when we walk outside of the teachings of the church, we are no longer safe, but we become for ourselves a target of the devil that he has jurisdiction over us and he can do with us whatever he wants. When we listen to the world, we will live like the world and the world will take us and we will no longer be one with God. We will no longer be inside of the kingdom of God. We will no longer be in the kingdom of heaven and therefore we will not enter to see the promised land that God himself has preparing for us. The great mansions in the sky where we may live with God for all of eternity. Brothers and sisters, today is the day when we come before the Lord upon bended knee and we pray and we ask that he would have mercy on our souls. For we truly are a sinful people, brothers and sisters. We are in need of the grace and the love of God that that only we can, can, can accept, right? Only we can allow God into our lives. Only we can allow the, the, the Holy Spirit to permeate the divine energies in us and through us so that the world might be sanctified. And the fact that the world out there is such a horrible place 
that people are dying on the streets for no reason, that we are killing babies in the womb for no reason, that we are doing all these horrible things to other people and committing all these sins of lust and fornication, these demons running around inside of our society because these things are happening because we are not doing our job, brothers and sisters. We are called to more than just sitting on the sidelines. We are servants and workers in the vineyard of the Lord. We are servants of the Master, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we need to start acting like it today. Today is the day that the Lord has made, brothers and sisters. I am calling each and every single one of us as we are preparing to enter into this new ecclesiastical year to make it a year when we devote ourselves to the new evangelization. Devote ourselves to the glorification of our Lord and Savior and Master, Jesus Christ. That we may glorify Him with our lives and glorify Him with every ounce of our being for the praise and glory of His name and the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit. Yes, brothers and sisters, I am calling you to the church and to our teachings. And that's all I have to say today. Let us not be crushed into pieces in his judgment, but let us fall on our knees before the Lord and let us repent of our sins. I am calling you, if you have not been to confession in a while, go to confession. Confess your sins and re- receive the absolution of the Lord, right? If you have not been to the Eucharist recently, as in the past week, right? Or two weeks, or month, whatever, just go to the divine liturgy and worship our God and Savior Jesus Christ. And most of all, brothers and sisters, let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we come to you today praying and asking that you would have mercy upon our souls. Teach us to do your will in all things for the praise and glory of that most holy and precious name. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining me today. I hope that um, that, that sermon was, was good and it touched you and that it was, it was beneficial. Uh, please uh, like and subscribe on our YouTube page, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Glory to Jesus Christ.